Welcome to MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Lowe. The College of Basic and Applied Sciences will host a STEM summer camp for rising 10th and 11th graders July 11th through 15th on campus. STEM, of course, stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. Dr. Dennis Mullen is chair of the Department of Biology. We'll talk with him about what's on tap for the participating high school students and what the college wants to achieve with this camp after this. Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. The MTSU Solar Boat Team received major awards from judges evaluating the 2022 Solar Splash Competition held recently in Springfield, Ohio, placing fourth overall. The Blue Raiders captured first place honors in the categories of Outstanding Workmanship, Outstanding Hull Design and Drivetrain Design, and third place in the 300-meter Sprint event. Solar Splash is the world championship of collegiate solar boating, taking place across five days at Champions Park Lake, adjacent to the Clark County Fairgrounds. Cedarville University, the host school, claimed overall first place honors at the early June event. The competition provides a showcase for students' innovative boat designs and gives awards for endurance, sprints, and slalom on the water events, plus awards for technical reports, video presentation, workmanship, and engineering design. And MTSU has taken its first steps toward changing the narrative about aging from the negative to the positive. The university's inaugural Positive Aging Conference welcomed about 100 participants to the Miller Education Center June 10th for a day of upbeat speeches and conversations about growing older in America. Keynote speaker Julie Sweetland of Frameworks Institute explained how sociological experiments designed to detect implicit bias against older persons help activists understand society's attitudes toward them. Sweetland proceeded to call for changing the language used in public discourse from one of exclusion and paternalism to one of inclusion and possibilities. Finally, Sweetland advised telling a new story about what aging is like by encouraging businesses and governments to revamp their advertising and marketing. For MTSU News at any time, go to mtsunews.com. Dr. Mullen, thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. Hi, it's nice to, nice to meet you and nice to talk to all the uh, potential campers out there and, and their families. What does the agenda for the camp look like? What sorts of activities are on tap? Well, so, so the camp is, is uh, as you mentioned, it's a STEM-based camp. So uh, instead of focusing on a particular discipline, biology or chemistry or whatever, we decided that the best approach, especially for this age of, of students, is to do a broader overall STEM-level camp. So three departments in the university got together, which is my department, the Department of Biology, the Department of Chemistry, and the Department of, of Engineering Technology to put together a camp at, full of activities that hopefully would excite students for, uh, in multiple areas rather than just one. And so each department or each discipline is going to have a day of activities with the students. Our, our approach is going to be take the, all the students that sign up for the camp, divide them into groups of, in, in, into three separate groups, and then each group will spend one day in each department, if that makes sense. Uh, and then each department will have unique activities for that one day. So Monday through Wednesday of that week, students will, do, will visit each of those three departments and, and do those activities. 
On Thursday, we'll kind of get together again as a whole group, kind of summarize the common theme of all these activities, because we do have a common theme, and start the students on putting together some type of a presentation, display, or something that can then be presented on Friday. Uh, so that's kind of our, our overall format without any of the specific details. So do you have a lot of uh, faculty and MTSU students committed to helping out with the camp? So the, I can speak very specifically for biology. The other disciplines, I'm, I'm relatively confident. In biology, there'll be myself and one other faculty member, Dr. Jessica Arbor, uh, involved. And then two students, uh, one or two graduate students will be helping out with, with the camp. So maximally, you know, the camp is capped at 45 students for this year. So maximally we'll have groups of 15 students each. And so that'll be four of us with the, with the 15 students as we're working with them. I think that the chemistry and engineering technology will be fairly similar to that. What do you think the students will be able to take away from the camp that will serve them well in their future high school STEM classes? First off, I hope they take away uh, an understanding that obviously science is fun, interesting, and you know maybe they they probably already have that. If they're interested in attending a, a STEM camp, then they probably already have that attitude. So this is going to reinforce that attitude. It might give them an idea of which aspects of science and STEM that that uh, that interests them. Uh, once again, this is only three of, of multiple disciplines, but it might give them a, a better focus about what it is, which disciplines uh, uh, attract them the most. And uh, we'll be doing some data analysis. So uh, I guess an under, better, maybe a slightly better understanding of how science works. Yeah. Would a student who does not intend to major in a STEM field in college, but uh, might consider himself or herself sort of a science buff, find the camp to be as accessible and fun as a more STEM-centric kind of student? I think so. You know, it's pretty broad range of stuff that we're doing. Uh, uh, so in, in biology, the biology aspect, Dr. Arbor is a, a fish morphologist, evolutionary biologist. I am a stream ecologist. And so we're going to take our groups of students out somewhere on the Stones River, a different place every day, and spend the day actually sampling the fish communities within those, those portions of the river, talking about the adaptations that those fish have for the particular habitats that they use, uh, coming back into the lab later on in the day and spending some time actually doing some fish-related artwork just for fun. Uh, uh, Dr. Arbor does uh, a lot of uh, oriental artwork. Uh, I, I, there's a term for this, this that I don't actually know, but uh, I've seen the artwork on our walls. It's really cool. And so we're going to have it set up so, so that the students can do that. In chemistry, they will obviously spend the time in the chemistry lab exploring really well, the, the theme of the camp, I'm probably not supposed to say this, but the theme of the camp is energy. And so they'll be exploring kind of the chemical aspects of, of energy, you know, uh, uh, how energy is stored in food, uh, self-heating meals, which apparently are a thing, which I wasn't aware of. Uh, and so, so they'll spend the day, at least a portion of the day in lab. And then in the uh, engineering and technology program, they are going to actually each student is going to be given an Arduino. 
Okay, I had to look up that term. I'm sure most of the most of the, the listeners will have to look up that term. But an Arduino is a small. Hey, hang on, I wrote this down. It's a small open source microprocessing board, like you would find in a computer, only smaller, that can be that's kid or I'll say young adult friendly. Uh, that can be used to program several di- you know, different things, uh, and it's really cool the things that this can do. So what they're going to do, the students are going to work with the faculty in the engineering technology program with their Arduinos and program them to manipulate a solar panel so that that solar panel tracks the course of the sun over the course of the day and then measure the amount of energy that is absorbed and transformed by that solar panel and then compare that to a stationary solar panel like you would find maybe on, on, on the roof of your house. So three really widely different activities over three separate days to hopefully show the breadth of what STEM actually is and, and uh, you know, entertain the students in a lot of different manners. We'll take a break right here and we'll return in just a moment. This is MTSU okay. on the record. The mission of the June Anderson Center for Women and Non-Traditional Students is to provide education, advocacy, direct services, outreach, and programming for the MTSU campus and surrounding community on gender-related issues. The center also assists older students who are trying to balance work, college, and family. It also sponsors a monthly legal clinic, career brown bag series, book club, and a newsletter twice a year. For all of the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. MTSU's Jewish and Holocaust Studies minor offers undergraduate students a chance to study the culture and religion of the Jewish people and the Holocaust in an interdisciplinary program. Studies include history and culture, theology and philosophy, and the arts and social sciences. Courses tackle vital topics central to local and global awareness, including multiculturalism and the meanings of diversity, religious tolerance, and genocide. For the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Tennessee's farm families contribute to our state's economy, nutrition, and culture. The Tennessee Century Farms Program at MTSU's Center for Historic Preservation acknowledges farms that have been in the same family at least 100 years. To date, the program has certified more than 1,500 farms. There's no cost to nominate a farm or be part of the program. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The uh, College of Basic and Applied Sciences, at least uh, three uh, departments thereof, will be hosting a STEM summer camp for rising 10th and 11th graders July 11th through 15th on campus. And here to talk about it with us is Dr. Dennis Mullen, the chair of the Department of Biology. Uh, I looked up uh, some statistics about uh, science or specifically STEM Uh, jobs, and the National Science Board says the number of jobs requiring substantial STEM expertise has grown nearly 34% over the past decade. Wow. Is the education system keeping up with that demand? Uh, You know, I think we are. Enrollment, if if you track enrollments uh, in the university over time, CBAS, College of Basic Applied Sciences enrollments have gone up fairly consistently. You know, all programs took a little COVID-related dip over this last year, but the dip was less in CBAS than it was in in other uh, programs within the university. So 
programs are growing. We're getting stronger. Uh, we're bringing in it, the, the, the role of, of the university is changing to become more research oriented over the years. And we're bringing in very active research, active, really exciting faculty members in, into the program. And, and so, yes, I think we are keeping up with it. We're putting out a, a lot of graduates. Uh, I know in chemistry, uh, engineering, technology, and in biology, the employment rate uh, as students leaving the program is high. Many of our, pro our students are going on to graduate schools or professional schools in biology mm -hmm. and in chemistry. There's a lot of students that are interested in dental school, medical school, things like that. And, and we have a relatively high success rate at getting them into those schools. There's a lot being made of both uh, racial and gender disparities in STEM. Uh, again, the National Science Board says African-Americans make up only 7% of STEM workers. Hispanics make up 7% and women are underrepresented in several occupations, including computer jobs and engineering. What do you think should be done to address that? That's a, it's a, I guess it's a multifaceted issue. Uh, one that that our, our current dean, who basically was, was just uh, just earned the dean position, Dr. Greg Van Patten, has high on his list of priorities uh, to increase the enrollment and the success of enrolled students within that that uh, within those those uh, categories. And there's a lot of things we can do. Mentorship is a big thing. So. Uh, he has instituted a mentorship program in the uh, uh, college. And so we each at, at departmental level are going to sit down. I know I'll be working with my faculty in the fall to come up with a mentorship program to reach out to those students, engage those students with not just with faculty, but with other students, peers, uh, hopefully peers that come from their own particular category in, in many cases uh, that can inspire them, influence them. Uh, help them through the issues, the difficulties that they're encountering as, as students. So that one-on-one -on -one mentoring from other successful students, I think is potentially a, a, a big way to help students succeed. Uh, we already have tutoring programs that hopefully are successful, or hopefully are, are helpful. Uh, recruiting faculty that represent the racial makeup and, and uh, societal makeup of the community is important uh, across all those fields. And, you know, you mentioned computer science and, and others, you know, it's in some areas uh, that is not as well reflected in, in the workforce as it is uh, within the population. And uh, uh, finding faculty, you know, if, if I'm a student, and I don't see faculty that that have my particular background beliefs or look like me, then it may be a little bit intimidating. And so working towards a more diverse faculty, which is something the university has been doing for a long time, something I know we try in the biology department and, and throughout the college, but we can always do more. And, and uh, Dr. Van Patten has certainly made it a priority to, to do that. I have a nephew who, uh like all uh, people his age became addicted to uh, computers and video games. And he thought it would be really cool when he graduated high school to learn how to create video games of his own. But then he found out when he started to take classes that he also had to learn math. And he said, you have to learn math in order to make video games, to write code. 
Uh, do you run into any of that, uh, that some students who don't understand on the front end that if you want to learn X, you also have to learn Y? There, you know, there is a little bit of that, but I, I, my finding is that students coming out of high school, they understand, you know, if, if they have a specific goal in mind, whether it's, it's like you said, uh, uh, developing computer games uh, or going into biology, they, ha they have a, a rough idea of what's going to be expected of them. If, if they're going to a good high school, then they, they know that the expectations are going to be broad, that, that there's going to be math involved. Now, some of them are pretty shocked to find out how much math, but, but yeah, uh, uh, I don't run into that a, a whole lot. I think the students have an idea or, or have their eyes pretty wide open when they come into our programs. So they have managed most of them to get past the cool factor and get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's in, in my opinion, you know, I'm, I'm a father of two young adults who've just finished their college careers and have gone on to their professional careers, I guess. Uh, and obviously I've been teaching biology at MTSU since 1991. So I have a lot of experience with students going through college. And one of my, you know, my big opinion is that success, especially your freshman year, sophomore year, success is more a function of, I want to say maturity, you know, the, the ability to make the changes that you have to make to be successful, to, to recognize that if you're not successful at the start, that you have the ability to make the changes, uh, to make yourself successful, but nobody else can make those changes for you. And students that, you know, I've had many students that start out poorly and, and, and very strongly because they, they have the maturity to make that realization and make the changes that, that are, are necessary. And that to me is, is the biggest predictor of success. It's not grades coming out of high school or anything like that. You know, everybody coming out of high school and college is going to find something they struggle at. And are they going to be, do they have what it takes to find a way around that wall, under that wall, over that wall, whatever it takes, they need to get past that wall. And if they have the ability to do that, they'll be successful. Time for another break. We'll be right back. This is MTSU on the record. The MTSU Department of Art has the newest facility for visual arts in the state with approximately 50,000 square feet of space, including high-tech computers and computer-driven equipment for multimedia, graphic design, printmaking, sculpture, painting, and ceramics. We feature a visiting artist lecture program and an exhibition program that exposes students to work by national and international artists. To find out more, visit mtsunews.com. The Intercultural and Diversity Affairs Center helps to promote awareness and understanding of the wide variety of cultures represented at MTSU. The center provides information, referrals, and resources. Additionally, IDAC tries to make students from different cultures feel welcome and comfortable on campus so they can have every opportunity to fulfill their academic, social, and personal potential. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Middle East Center at MTSU seeks to promote greater understanding of the politics, history, and culture of this vitally important region of the world. Its mission includes the promotion of outreach programs and faculty research. The center sponsors lectures by Middle East experts and scholarly exchanges. We're especially pleased to offer a new interdisciplinary minor in Middle East studies with courses in Arabic and Hebrew. This is Dr. Alan Hibbard, Center Director. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. 
MTSU STEM Summer Camp is scheduled for July 11th through 15th on campus. And with us to talk about it is the chair of the Department of Biology, Dr. Dennis Mullen. Doctor, have you seen more interest in STEM majors at MTSU since the construction of the science building and the renovations of Davis and Weiser Patton? Has the word gotten around that we have really top-notch facilities now for in which people can learn? I think so. You know, uh, uh, if you follow the numbers and and, our our president has has talked a lot about that, you know, the, the preparedness as measured by the ACT scores of our incoming freshmen is increasing. Enrollment, as I mentioned earlier, had been increasing up until just recently. Uh, hopefully that trend will, will resume itself and, and keep going. Uh, and, uh, uh, and that's across programs in the college. So, so yeah, we've been seeing more students. You know, I, I would like to think it's due to the new science building, which is a great place to work, a great place to be a student. Uh, you know, and the renovations, if, if you're familiar with MTSU at all uh, and you come into campus now, on the other side of the library from us, there's a new concrete uh, uh, concrete sign. I'm going to get the term wrong, but basically this concrete building going up, which is a beautiful building. And so their program is healthy and strong. And, and so there's a lot of new building on campus and it's, it is really a, a fun place to be. What about the high school students who tour the campus? Uh, have you been able to gauge their level of interest? I th- yeah, uh, I do tours. We all, as chairs of the department, we all do tours uh, uh, frequently. And we have a, a program called Preview Day on Saturdays, four or five over the course of the year, where prospective high school students and, and maybe family members come and spend about half a day with us. And they all seem to really enjoy what, what we're able to show them. Uh, you know, I give them my my talk and and hopefully, you know, I, I'm upfront about it. My job is to t- convince them that MTSU is a place for them to be. And I think I'm successful, at least with some of them. Uh, but uh, to them, in fact, last year, most of them that came had already decided to come to MTSU and just wanted to learn more about it before they got here. So those those students that if we can get them on campus, we believe that we can get them to want to come to campus. And so uh, we have a lot of events over the course of the year uh, for prospective students to come visit us on campus. In addition to camps like this, what else do you think is needed to encourage more interest in STEM education and STEM careers? I don't know. I, I, I think I think more camps, actually, you know, we have some agribusiness, agri-science has a camp, you know, we're having this camp, but this is, this is kind of at a college level, our first step in the water, and we're hoping that it's successful because we plan on expanding it. But, you know, if if you're an athlete, you can find something to do all summer long uh, to participate in the the sport that you love, to get better in the sport that you love. You know, if you want to go into the sciences, those opportunities aren't out there as much. And so the more that we can make them available to, to uh, high school students or even younger, the more that you know, other universities in the area can do the same thing, uh, the more interest, the more students will be enrolling uh, as college students in these STEM uh, fields. If people want more information about the camp or any of MTSU STEM majors, what is the best contact information? So there are multiple places, you know, first off, you could just email me at Dennis.Mullen, M-U-L-L-E-N, 
at mtsu.edu. Uh, we do have a site set up uh, for a website set up for this, which is mtsu.edu slash CBAS slash CBS STEM summer camp, all that stuff. Uh, but literally, you know, if you Google MTSU STEM summer camp, you'll find us. Great. That's July 11th through the 15th. There is only a certain limited number of people who you can take in, right? That, that is correct. Uh, we, we're capping it at 45 students this summer. Uh, and and I, I should mention, if, if you're out there listening and, and wondering about the camp, you know, I described kind of the science aspects of the camp a little bit. Uh, we will probably end activity. The camp goes from 830 to four o'clock every day. Uh, I think we'll end a little bit early on Friday. And then, but on Monday through Thursday, probably between maybe around two o'clock, we'll end the camp activity and the students can go over to the students rec center. We have swimming pool, basketball courts, uh, you know, all sorts of different activities they can engage in in the student rec center. So they will get to wind down a little bit. We're not gonna stick them in a lab for a full eight hours and make them work hard all day. Uh, uh, we are providing lunch. Lunch is provided with this. There'll be snacks provided uh, as, as well as, as drinks, but uh, it's supposed to be fun. You know, we're gonna hopefully learn stuff, uh, but one of the big goals that we all have is to have fun doing science together. Dr. Dennis Mullen, Chair of the Department of Biology, thanks for being with us on MTSU on the Rec. Thank you. We'll be right back. The Concrete Industry Management Program at MTSU fills the need for trained personnel who know concrete technology and techniques. Our alumni go into the marketplace grounded in basic math and science and able to promote products or services related to the industry. Our participation in the academic common market ensures talented students in other states a chance to enroll on an in-state tuition basis. To find out more information on this or other university programs, visit mtsunews.com. The Tennessee Employment Relations Research Association, or TERA, gives labor relations specialists and academics a chance to share their views and their data. Terra wants academics and other interested in human resources and industrial relations to work together at meetings and conferences to strengthen the workplace. Many MTSU faculty belong to Terra, which has members in 20 states and 7 nations. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Middle Tennessee Writing Project is a program that fosters the effective teaching of writing to students in kindergarten through high school. The project hosts annual summer institutes where teacher participants teach and learn from each other effective techniques of teaching writing. In addition, the project sponsors summer writers camps for youngsters. MTSU is one of 185 sites of the National Writing Project and one of only two in Tennessee. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Expanding Your Horizons is an annual hands-on science and math conference for middle and high school girls. EYH enables girls to investigate careers in science and math and to talk with female leaders in those fields that are so essential to our nation's future. EYH also provides the girls with fun hands-on activities and allows them to meet girls with similar interests. I'm Dr. Judith Iriarte-Gross, EYH Director. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. Stephanie Barrett has the middle moment. MTSU police officers recently completed their annual emergency vehicle operations course training at the Smyrna, Tennessee airport, and instructor Lieutenant Andrew Bennett shared about the course. EVOC training has to do with the emergency vehicle operations course. So because um, as 
police officers, we drive emergency vehicles. We train on it every year. So that's if we're going to a hot call with lights and sirens, we train on how to drive those cars through like high congested areas, whether it's other vehicles, pedestrians, things like that, okay? So it says in the state law that as first responders, we're allowed to, we're allowed to bend and sometimes break some of those traffic laws to get to a call pretty quick, but we still have to operate the vehicles in a safe manner, okay? And so that's what we do here every year is we spend a full day training our officers on how to drive these cars safely, trying to get to a scene quickly, but very safely. That's MTSU on the record. I'm Jenna Logue. Thanks for listening. MTSU on the record, a news and information program about Middle Tennessee State University is produced by the university's marketing and communications office, which is solely responsible for its content. Read more about MTSU at our website, mtsunews.com. Podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com and on iTunes.